everybody, and welcome to Lost in the Lyrics, the podcast where we discuss song lyrics and completely overanalyze them. I'm Elliot. And I'm Claire. And today, we are going to get lost in the lyrics of Unwritten by Natasha Beddingfield. Be sure to stay tuned afterwards for Elliot to talk about flags and for updates on my knitting projects that are going to be quite old because I'm back after eight months. <laughs> I'm also like, I ooh, have ooh, no ooh. idea if I pronounce the name right. I'm sorry for everyone. But um, hello. First time back. We are out of the timeless void. Yes. Do we want to check in potting. like how accurate that was or are we just... Oh, I mean, I have, I think I have the notes somewhere. I think I took a picture of them, but, um, I think the one thing that you really picked up on that you wanted updates on was, did I make a friend who's from the country Turkey? Um, and the answer is no. Um, because there weren't any Turkish people in my classes. Um, I made a friend from Morocco. Wait. Hold on. Yeah. When did we, when, sorry, not to ruin the illusion, but when were we in the Timeless Void? In January? Um, uh, it was either really early January or late December. I don't remember. <laughs> well, guess what? I made a friend from Turkey. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Somebody who wow. goes to my school is from Turkey, and they're in my they're in my major. And huh. after we potted, I started working in the scene shop, and they're like uh, sort of my boss. Mm. But like, they made me dinner one night. Like we we had Turkish food. It like I just realized this. I had I wow. I wasn't even thinking about wow. it. Can you believe yeah. that? <laughs> That's crazy. I made friends who made friends with Turkish people. But I personally do not have any Turkish friends. Um, anyway, that is very cool that uh, I didn't make Turkish friends, but you did. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, friend. I like, Yeah, I, I, had, I had friend singular as well um, when I did that whatever thing I said. Um, I mean, you've been out of the... Uh the academic setting for a while as well. Like, or you're back now, but well, like you, I, you took the I summer and abroad, right? Yeah. I was taking classes, uh, throughout the spring semester. I, I, I went to school, um, wanted to clarify I was in school. Um, and then, uh, as many college students do, I was not in school during the summer. Um, I, I got a, English teaching certificate, but that was like online class and not very intense at all. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I mean, I I wasn't in school for the summer, um, and then I did a three week type of like intensive class uh, thing, um, and I mean, it was like sort of school but sort of not. Um, and then I got back, and now I'm in normal school, but it's not really normal school because I, I, my classes are weird, and I don't want to get into it, but... Um, but you're going to get into it? No, I'm not, because I don't want to talk about it, and I don't want to think about it. 
Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. It, uh, nothing bad is happening. It's I just it's complicated, and I don't want to spend the five minutes that it takes to explain my schedule. Can you can you summarize your feelings, but in French, to prove that you really did go to France? No, I don't want to talk in French on the pod. Oh, I see. Why is that I'm a too vulnerable? French. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean yes. Yes. Yes and no. I have recorded myself speaking French before. Um but I don't like doing it and I don't know, there's something that feels weird about speaking another language in front of people who don't speak that language. It just, just starts to feel it just feels uncomfortable. Sorry. I don't know. Uh, I was wondering if it started to feel like, you know, you're being tested, like when you're learning a language and you have to speak it to be evaluated. Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit of that, but also just, um, yeah. Wait, how do you know I didn't learn French when you were gone? Um, Because you changed your major and had to take classes for your new major. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I could be on that Duolingo, you know, I could be um, doing that. I just explained, I just told you I had to watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire for my film class. I mean, how do you think I watched that? How do you think I understood? <laughs> With subtitles. Yes, that's true. But anyway, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know any French. I mean, well, hmm. I know a couple of nouns, and mm -hmm. I can say thank you, but I'm mm -hmm. not going to, because I don't want to say it wrong. Baguette, merci. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, yes, bread, thank you. Yes, or, yes, does specific baguette, type of bread slash does, wand does slash chopstick. Does baguette mean wand? Doesn't it mean wand? Yeah, it also means chopsticks. Wow. Yes, baguette, baguette is a very, very useful word. Yes, yes, bread. Yes, bread. Thank you. I actually, yep. I think I would do fine because that's all I need, right? I just need to eat. <laughs> like, I, I could survive in you France. Need a, I, you need a bonjour in there too uh, because... They won't serve me bread if I don't say hi. Um... They they're really into saying hi. They're they're really into saying bonjour. Um and now I don't know how to interact with people because I'm like in France I must always say hello to the person before I interact with them. And here it's like sometimes you do, like sometimes that's the rule, but sometimes you don't and it feels weird if you do say hello. Um I say I'm, hello to people like often. Well, yeah, but like Going up to order, like food or something, in France, you always 100% of the time will say bonjour, je voudrais whatever, like I want whatever, or whatever, please. Um, and, uh. Oui, baguette. <laughs> yes. Bonjour, une baguette, s'il vous plaît. Uh. Like, you have to, you have to say that, bonjour, first. But here you could say like a baguette, please, or you could say hi, a baguette, please, or hi, I want a baguette, please, or I would like a baguette, Hello. please. Hello. Yes, bread. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then you say thank you. Then you say thank you. You say yes, bread. Thank you, and then you put the money down 
Mm-hmm. That's how okay. it works. Well, there's my At joke. Least, I don't uh, think that's wor- I'd, it hasn't worked for me though. Like I I feel like you do actually have to be like you have to respond cuz well, I one of you has to do the greeting, but typically it's the person behind the counter. Like typically the person behind the ca- behind the counter is saying, you know, hello, what can I get you? Yeah. So you don't I mean, necessarily have to go up and say hi. Yeah. Oh, it depends. It depends. But anyway, there there we go. There's my joke. Uh, wee wee baguette. Uh, would you like to talk about the weather? Does wee wee just mean yes, yes, or does it mean something yeah. else? No, it just means yes, yes. It's just like you repeat it. It's like... I don't know. I, I As we've established, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like wee. That means yeah. Wee. like less... <laughs> Way. Yeah, Brett, thank you. Yeah. But you don't you wouldn't say that to a sales clerk because it's less formal. But anyway, weather. What's it what's it like? I mean, it's a little frosty, gotta say. But Hmm. also I had a I'm just remembering I had a doll as a child that had blonde hair and it had a beret. And if mm-hmm. you squeezed its hand, it would, like, say French phrases, so, mm-hmm. like, for you to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think it taught me how to say I love you in French, but I don't remember anymore how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think, oh, oh, it taught me how to say my name is, insert name, I think... I think like it's a very specific voice like I can just remember it it said this every single obviously it was a doll but every single time it said something it always said it the exact same way so I only ever heard like certain phrases said one way Mm -hmm. so I'm not totally sure and and it would always be like like Ah oh, no, I can't say it. Never mind. You know, never mind. <laughs> I was, I was gonna, I was gonna imitate it, and then I realized I'd have to try speaking French in order to do that. So, I, I'm not gonna do that. Well, uh, I love you is je t'aime, um, and uh, my name is is je m'appelle. So, okay. So it was like it would, and okay. It, to be clear, it was more like a groovy girl than a doll. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Like, like kind of like a cloth. Sort of thing, not like mm-hmm. a creepy, like porcelain kind of doll. Yeah, no, I did not. It's more think like a stuffed animal. Porcelain. Yeah, it's, it's more like a stuffed animal. But anyway, except for it was a person and it was a blonde girl. Anyway, she said, I don't remember her name. I think her name was like Jody or something. But she was like, she she would always be like, uh, it would be like something where she would go, Je t'aime, I love you. Je t'aime. I love you. And it would be the same <laughs> every time. And then yeah. you, as you squeezed her hand, it would like cycle through her like mm-hmm. predetermined five French phrases. Yep. Okay. We've got a, a squeezy hand robot doll. Uh, yeah. Just like Build-A-Bear Workshop. Yeah. I, I've never actually been in a Build-A-Bear. Mm. You can like record a little voice message to, to put in your bear. And have you ever done it? I've not. Um, have I you ever watched anybody do it? Um, I don't think so. I think I've just heard about it. But I went to Build a Bear like once for a classmate's birthday party. So 
Sounds like an expensive birthday party. Yeah. I always oh. thought Build-A-Bear was really cool as a child, but now when you look at it, it's, like, kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, stuffing your bear. It's a, it's a little bit weird. So, uh, you chose this song. What did you think about it? Oh, I, the weather is, 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 it's, like, 45 out. It has been That's chilly. That's quite cold. No, I mean, it's not that cold, but it, it's, it's cooling down. Do your friends ever drink slash eat Coca-Cola with peanuts in it? No. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Disregard. <laughs> Just wondering. No reason. Um, yeah, I did choose this song. Yep. yep. Anything you want to say about it? Um. Um, it is like the most background coffee shop bookstore anything that has background music playing it's like it's that song you know mm-hmm. like you think of oh what what you're trying to identify some song in the background of like your your casual old navy shopping experience or target or mm-hmm. the starbucks down the corner or whatever there isn't a starbucks down the corner but anyway it y- you go in and you hear this this is what you hear. You hear something that's like kind of pleasant, like a couple years old, you know? I mean, it's more than a couple years old, but Yeah, it's like 12 years old. It Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that old. I I remember this song like Oh, from actually those no, moments. this is This is actually uh it was released in 2004. Okay. Well, I remember it from being a kid, and I remember it now. And we couldn't decide on a song, so I just chose this one. Yeah, uh, to me, it, it seems like the type of uh, song that would play in the background of a um, like uh, high school or middle school memories slideshow. Um, that is... That is it. That is it. <laughs> like, not so much coffee shop to me, but it it's, like, graduation season. I can see, like, um, at my school they had a thing called the eighth grade send-off where, like, the eighth, the all the other classes would put on little performances for the eighth graders and say, like, oh, we're going to miss you so much next year. Um, and I can imagine this song being played and uh like fifth graders dancing to it to say goodbye to eighth graders um that's the sort of vibe it has you know the other vibe this song has is like the movie from the early 2000s and it's like some kind of like either like like relationship montage or like some kind of like upbeat montage that's like very evenly lit like, it's not noir. <laughs> it's very, like, early 2000s comedy vibes. I can see this, like, as the background of that. Or, like, I don't know, like a, like a makeover sequence, but not like a, not like the normal, like, teen makeover, like a Manic Pixie Dream Girl, like, helping a man be less, mm. like, lost or something. The, you know what the, I'm talking make- about? the man makeover. 
Yeah, the, the like not, fixer not the upper classic quote, quote, girl takes off thing. her glasses and suddenly she's pretty makeover. The um man learns about feelings makeover. Right. But of but in 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 the tropish way of it has to be a quirky uh free-spirited girl that teaches him this beautiful yeah. lesson. It's like queer eye except instead of uh five queer people it's one manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, that's huh. <laughs> I've never thought about it like that, honestly. Uh okay, well, yeah, that was my initial those are my thoughts. Mhm. So I guess it's we're we're a little like rusty obviously we haven't done this in a while yeah I, or maybe it's just that it's late and i'm unfocused anyway we gotta mention before we really get into the nitty-gritty of what all of you are here to listen to is both of us have rooms next to the single stall public bathroom on our floors so we hear those <laughs> hand dryers we hear the that toilet flushing so if you hear it too that's why you've just been brought into the college dorm atmosphere and you just have yeah. to think about it like that. Um, and I'm sorry. I don't think you'll hear anything from my end, but I'm not certain. The clicky air conditioning didn't wasn't picked up by the mic, but that of the hand dryer could be. Oh, whoa, what was that? I thought I heard something just there. <laughs> that was my mouth. No, I I, I could have sworn I heard I heard was that a was that a hand dryer? <laughs> Well, uh, it's great. I don't even need to. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I'm. Let's go. Okay. I already have like a lot of feelings and thoughts about the lyrics, so oh, I'm ready. Because I listened to the song w- once and I was like, yeah, no, I've heard this before, and <laughs> then I was like, going along with my day. Actually, I went back to sleep. And you were like, for someone's life is turning around right now as I listen to this. No, I, I literally went to sleep. Oh. You said okay, this well, to me at nine, and then I listened to it, and I was like, I'm too tired. I'm going back to sleep. I am going to read the first stanza of lyrics. Good idea. I am unwritten, can't read my mind, I'm undefined. I'm just beginning, the pen's in my hand, ending unplanned. Hmm. Okay. What are you thinking? Um, I was, I was, you read that and I was like, wait, how does this song go? And then I remembered, and then I remembered that it was giving me, it, 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 it almost feels like fortune tellery, like in hmm. the music. Do you need do you um, need me to sing it to you so that you can remember? No, no, I I remember. I just oh, didn't want to sing okay. it. Okay, all right, just making sure because I can. I think oh. I can do like I don't know how she sings. I think she's like it, it's it's a it's a certain way. She sings it a certain way. Yeah, it, it 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 some words are drawn out where I wouldn't necessarily draw them out. Uh, yes, like at the end of undefined, it's like. Undefined, ha, ha, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. 
I don't even remember that one. I, I, the... I'm pretty sure it's it's undefined. Yeah, yeah. I might be wrong. I might be thinking of a different spot in the song, but there's definitely some word that ends with E and E and D that ends up becoming ah, ah, ah yeah, yeah. So it's not written down though, obviously. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sort of like fortune tellery, but at the same time, uh, the narrative is like, can't read my mind, um, we don't know, like, you can't tell my fortune clearly, cause, like, there's nothing written down yet, I'm defying the fortune teller existence, um, anyway, tension between, uh, the future being known and not known. Hmm. I feel like can you just read the next stanza because I have I have a lot of thoughts about it and I want to contribute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, staring at the blank page before you, open up a, sorry, open up the dirty window, let the sun illuminate the words that you could not find. Uh, I feel like I almost need to read the next one because it kind of like. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, you're right. It yeah. builds. It builds. Uh, so, last word, find. Uh, reaching for something in the distance, so close you can almost taste it. Release your inhibitions. So, I the, the this song, at least the beginning, it really makes me think about, like, when you can't, when you've got writer's block, but you've got, like, an assignment due. Mm. You know? So, it's like, you're staring at the blank page. It's not done. It's undefined. You're just starting. Everything everything is like, it's messy. It's not planned. And so you just open up this dirty dorm room window because what else are you going to do? And you just try to relax. And then you probably scream out the window and you're like, ah, this is so annoying. And then somebody else walking below hears you scream, and they're like, yeah. What was that? Where did you get that part from? Mm, the release your own ambitions. Um, but then oh. the somebody yelling back at you is the um, is just like the collective struggle and stress um, that is college, and I feel like anytime somebody's like having trouble at college, there's there's somebody who's like, "Me too, buddy." Um, I think that I think that release your inhibitions could also be like get alcohol. Um, that's fair. Like, um, however, I just mean, like. I'm just I'm just thinking about the like college student that has that feels like profoundly unmotivated and just wants to party. Like their essay isn't that, done yeah. and so they've gone out for, to release their inhibitions. Uh-huh. Yeah. That that's fair. Um however there's something about like the open up the dirty window line that just makes me think of like kid in a school bus on the way to summer camp um very different vibe 
Yeah, like middle school kid on the way to summer, middle school, upper elementary school kid on the way to summer camp. And the fact that you just brought alcohol into my summer camp kid's life. I, I Hey, maybe they just, just <laughs> maybe by release their inhibitions, they mean like, we're going to make s'mores. Yeah, no, I, I, I was thinking more like, put yourself out there and make friends. <laughs> us, yes, us putting ourselves out there and making friends. I, Gosh, I need to do that. Uh, I, anyway, um, I am annoyed that this song, I'm pretty sure, is actually about that eighth grade child. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I'm too accurate. <laughs> or I I actually I'm not like a hundred percent sure, but it was something like I I looked this song up, you know, the other day when I chose it, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if anybody has said anything. And then it, I read some brief line about like her writing for her 14-year-old cousin or something, and I was like, no, I will not be influenced. <laughs> no, this song is about procrastinating. This song is about dorm life. <laughs> okay. No, it doesn't have sure. to be. I'm just saying both are plausible. Both are completely mm-hmm. plausible. But the feeling of the song does give sort of this youthful, happy, you know, nothing is quite serious yet. Like, you're still just able to enjoy things. You haven't matured to an yeah. age where you can't. Um, I think I think what is interesting also here... Um, is the shift from the first person narration to the second person person like the you narration uh-huh. um because uh other than the line the pens in my hand this first stanza of i am unwritten could be the book or thesis or paper or whatever talking and then, right. like taunting <clears throat> you, taunting yeah. you. It's like taunting I'm you, unwritten. You're the narrator. I don't relate to this at all. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, then they're like, uh, here, here's some advice. Dare open the dirty window and listen. Feel the sun. Right. It's about time you feel the sun, you college vampire, sitting at your desk, <laughs> like. I, I, okay, okay. Personal experience. Today, I spent, I was, I was awake since 5am, but I didn't actually start working until like 9, on an assignment that I was supposed to do a couple weeks ago that I forgot about doing and then accidentally fell asleep last night, so I had to do it today. And besides going to class and eating lunch, I was doing this assignment from about 9am to 4, with Mm -hmm. my windows closed, and I thought of this song, I was like, Wow, my assignment's not done. I'm looking at it. I haven't opened my window in literally days. Like, not even the curtains. And I don't know Mm -hmm. why. Maybe it's because I live on the first floor of my building and I'm anxious about people I know walking by my window. So I keep them closed all the time. That's a fair reason to keep your windows closed. Um, But yeah, anyway, that's my personal anecdote. Yes. My reason mostly at the moment, though I actually do open my shades a lot because, um, gotta release those inhibitions. Yeah. Wait, what is it? Let the sun illuminate the words that you cannot find. Uh, 
yeah, I think really what it is is that my mom has trained me to open my window in the <laughs> when the sun's out cuz if if I keep my window like closed and shade drawn and stuff, she'll be like, "Open your window. Let in some fresh air. Let in some I- fresh light." My dad makes me open the windows at home, too, and I feel like it's probably, especially in high school, was my room probably was pretty sweaty, pretty sweaty room. They wanted the fresh air, which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, feel the rain. Okay, I'm reading it now. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it in. No one else, no one else, can speak the words on your lips. Drench yourself in words unspoken. Live your life with arms wide open. Today is where your book begins. The rest is still unwritten. Wow. (laughs) That's beautiful. I love the, like, idea of your book, for example, telling you, yeah, your book begins today. However... The rest is unwritten, and that's on you. I also like the idea that this is, like, the narrator going from that, like, I'm a little unsure about when it's the book and when it's the narrator, but I think I like the idea of, like, the narrator kind of giving up and being like, no, I'm going for a walk. I can't do this. I'm going to go out in the rain. Uh... Uh, I'm going to drench myself in my procrastinated paper that is filled with words that don't happen, that haven't happened yet. And I'm going to just, just try and embrace where I'm at, even though where I'm at is unwritten. So here's, here's my idea of the narration style. The book, we'll just call it a book because the book is used in this. The book Mm -hmm. is the one narrating the whole thing. Um, however, in that first stanza, the book is talking about themselves. They're like, I'm unwritten, I'm undefined. However, after it's like the, the you, that second person is the, the writer or the, oh, there, there's the hand dryer. Can you hear it? I cannot. Cool. I can. And it's very loud. Um, but good to know. I mean, who, your mic might be able to pick it up. I might. It might be in the episode if I yeah, can't noise cancel it we'll out see. enough. Um. Anyway, there's the door closing. Anyway, I heard that. Uh, yeah, where was I? Um, the structure. The the uh, yes, yes, the structure. structure. Um, so the 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 book is talking, um, but the book is addressing whoever is writing said book. Um, as well, um, and yeah, so it's always the, the book talking, but. Okay. I have another idea. I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, I, I I do, but I have another idea. This person, I think that this is supposed to be intended to be in like the, the hopeful, the hopeful approach to it, the like optimistic 
wow, life is so full of possibilities and you're like young and there are so many choices you can make that will change your life and you can, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's supposed to be like about, I think it's supposed to be emphasizing the like how cool it is that life is undefined and not planned and unwritten. However, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think it has to be so positive because all that stuff is also pretty overwhelming. (laughs) So I feel Mm -hmm. like it could be this like combination of like this person is using the metaphor of a book to describe, wow, my life is like an unwritten book. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. (laughs) Like I am such a blank slate to life. Anything could happen. I could turn out to be, like, a bestseller. I could, you know, make people cry in a good way and, like, move people and, you know, have an impact and make a lot of money. Or I could flop horribly and fail to get published multiple times, perhaps never even be finished. And I feel Mm -hmm. like this, this, I mean, those are obviously extremes, but, uh, I, I think there's something there. I don't know what so, to say about the rain on the skin, though. I, I don't know what to say about rain. Um, rain is often a symbol of sadness. And you're feeling the sadness and you're feeling your emotions. And um, it's telling you that you gotta feel those emotions so that you can channel those emotions into your book. I also think rain can also be like a symbol, symbolic of sort of like a cleanse or or washing away mm-hmm. and growth and yeah. that all thing, like spring for example, but mm-hmm. I do like the idea that this is like a mopey, wet book that is just empty. <laughs> Like a mopey, mm-hmm. wet book and being like, no one else can feel it for you. You got to let it in. As in, like, you're basically a book sponge and you just got to take uh-huh. it. Um, you got to feel the story. You got to, instead of carving the wood, you have to ask, what's in the wood already? I got lost in what whatever you mean um, by that. I feel, I feel like I've, like... With, like, wood carving. Um, like, wood carvers often say, like... And for, for uh, like, a, a, a note, I am not a wood carver. Wood carver. Um, and I think I would be not I very good like at it. But it's like you... Carpenter. Carpenter. Sorry. Well, I, I'm not was... necessarily talking about a carpenter making, like cabinets and flooring i'm talking about like artist okay like wood carving artist or like a sculptor like finding what's inside the clay what does the clay like when people say what people want to be and they promorphize their media their like medium and talk about how it like speaks to them and stuff so this person or the marble block okay we've made a breakthrough here this person's medium is a book and their book is speaking to them Speaking directly to them. This is what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They're saying, I'm not written. I'm not defined. My end is not planned. You haven't done anything, basically. And then encouraging them to 
like pull reach. yourself up by your bootstraps and let's go. So it's motivational. Yeah. All right. Why don't you read the next part? Sure. Uh, I break tradition. Sometimes my tries are outside the line. We've been conditioned to not make mistakes, but I can't live that way. Um, and everything then it's, is repeated. everything else is repeat. Yeah. Wow, there aren't really that many lyrics in this song. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's all just the same lyrics over and over. There's only that two, book <laughs> four line stanzas that are never repeated in any of the rest of the. the wow. That book really wants to remind you that it is not written yet. It is not written. Yeah, it is not written. Well, <laughs> it doesn't even repeat the line "I am unwritten." It's always the rest is still unwritten. But it, what it really wants you to do is feel the rain on your skin. And, for example, open up the dirty window. Um, I feel like this book is kind of like... it's it's It almost reminds me of, like, my mom. Like, open your window. Get outside. <laughs> like, yeah. get some fresh air. Goodness. And, and you go and to kind college, of- and you no longer are living with your mom. But mm-hmm. what you are living with... <laughs> is the stress of not having written whatever it is you need to write. And what you are living with, potentially, is a magical mom book that really <laughs> wants to tell you. Tell you, one, it's not written. And two, mm-hmm. you got to open your window. You got to go outside and feel the rain on your skin. No one else is going to do that. So who's going to do it? You've got to do it. I can mm-hmm. I can imagine this book. I I can imagine it. So I am imagining a combination of, like the monster book of monsters and a howler. Um, <laughs> like can you imagine um, if this was just a howler, and it was yeah. just like <laughs> yelling this song <laughs> at you it as you're like trying to write the, your paper? Your email. You got an email that says a new package arrived for you. And you go to the mailroom and you get your package and you bring it back to your dorm and suddenly you have a new roommate and that roommate <laughs> is your mom yelling at you. <laughs> oh, golly. Uh, to be clear, I do, like, my mom is great. This is not, it's not a personal, yeah. it's not a personal thing. We're, but we're talking moms in mom, general. The mom, the, the essence of, like, a the mom figure, in mo- a mom in book form, nagging you to do things you already know you should be doing but aren't doing. A mom, not my mom. Well, this book is that's now all. the mom. This is now yes, yes. That's that's a yes. very interesting, very interesting thing. I yeah, I I do kind of like the idea of like a book that kind of nags you because like honestly, I need to be nagged occasionally. Like, I well, Fair. often, actually, like, how many times does it take for us to schedule? Like, I, I'm... We yeah. had other things going on. I know, but I'm not necessarily the best <laughs> at remembering to do things that I know I'm supposed to be doing. Also, like, yeah, I I'll have, actively avoid I things I'm supposed to do. I have just a constant stream of, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. And then half the time, or more than half the time, I ignore it. And then it just keeps saying, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. But I'm like, I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to. 
um, and then eventually do it because the due date comes. Um, or what does the I book sound restless. like when the due date comes? Um, well, at that point, it says, this is due tomorrow. You actually have to do this now. Um, and then I, then I do it. Um, and then and, it says, uh, you can go release your inhibitions. Yeah. Then it says, you're, you, then it moves to the next thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, you did that. Good job. But like, you got, you got to read this other thing. You got to, you got to do, go do that. Do you think the book um, is specific? Like it, it, it's like very specific about like, you need to write that english essay or do you think this book just says words that are like lyrics from this song like trying to get you to do the thing so like on the day that the thing is due mm. it's like you have you have to make a sculpture or something for for like a a sculpture class and the book is just yelling the rest is still unwritten the rest is still unwritten over and over I again feel like to try and get you to, this- to do the thing <laughs> I feel like this book is a single task specific um howler. Um it is specifically like say say you're writing a thesis. Uh mm-hmm. this this is just about the thesis. This is just about the thesis. You unfortunately do not have one of these for every little assignment. Um Though in a in an in an alternate universe you could have a lot of them going around like what goes on in my brain where I'm like, you gotta read your French book, but you gotta read this other book, but you gotta read this book, but you gotta write this and you gotta fill out this application and you gotta. Do you not write this down? Well, I do, but like I just have so many things going on and I don't plan out necessarily when i'm gonna do all these things i kind of like the idea that this book is like also kind of unwritten and unplanned so it's like really cryptic and but it like won't stop yelling at you until you do the thing you just don't always know what it is because it's like mm-hmm. non-specific so like well maybe the book is trying to get you to uh like to like go to the art museum because you said you'd meet someone at the art museum and it can't say go to the art museum it has to say like drench yourself in words unspoken over and over again which is like uh so i don't know (laughs) so what it actually is it's like a reminder thing but it's also like that uh learn french doll that you had where it has a set set of phrases that it can say and you you or like a magic eight ball. Yeah. Where you like mm-hmm. ask for it for advice, but only has like four things that it can say. Actually, I feel magic like magic eight, eight balls, balls have, have 20, a lot. I think. You know what? Yeah, I think they have 20. Sometimes I think I th- they have a D20 in them. If I, I thought about this for some reason with somebody, like I was chatting with somebody about magic eight balls, but you know what would actually be really cool? If you had a magic, if there was, if there existed a magic eight ball magic tattoo that was like, the triangle mm. of a magic eight ball that like it worked on your like on your arm or something like like you shook your hand right and then it would be like and then you. your magic or like or like because you know magic maybe you can't see the thing move although that would be cool but like it's like on your hand or your palm or something so you close your hand and like shake your fist and then you open your hand and it has like 
it is mm-hmm. unclear. So like, <laughs> so you're kind like, of like a a mood ring, but yeah, a tattoo. So, and yeah, a magic and, you, and you and you look at and but it like it's always accurate. So you so you mm-hmm. shake your so you shake your hand and you whisper at it like, "Will I get into grad school?" And then you open it and it's like, "The future is uncertain" or whatever they say, but it's always accurate. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really interesting. Um, and also probably potentially dangerous, although kind of funny if it only ever gave you cryptic answers, which I guess it usually does. I think it would be a fun, like, short story or novella of uh, somebody who was born with, like, a magic eight ball tattoo or or somebody magic who- tattoo shop. Yeah, a magic tattoo shop and they go to a magic tattoo shop and they get a magic eight ball. Wow. I can see like a collection of short stories that all center around like this magic tattoo shop and like one of the stories is the magic eight ball tattoo. I can Another one is like um your mom's reminders on your hand or something. <laughs> like you <laughs> just trying you, to tie you it close back. you close your fi- you close your hand, shake your fist, open your fist and it's like did you lock the door? <laughs> When you left the house this morning and you're already across town. And so you're thinking, oh, gosh, I should have shook my hand earlier. This reminder was is no longer relevant. Well, that would be it would be more. I don't think that would be a shake your hand because that's like the magic eight ball motion of like shaking it. I feel like it would be more like. um, Do your homework. Keep both hands on the wheel. Did you open your window today? Oh, so it's like you're driving and keep both hands on the wheel appeals appears on both your hands. Or like yeah. you're you're like leaving the house and like did you turn the stove off? Uh it like appears it like I don't know on like the side of your hand while as you're locking the door. Like somewhere where you can easily see it. Yeah, I I mean, I'm feeling like this one is not as accurate like advice giving it's more of like yeah i this one isn't as fleshed out this was just me trying to tie it back to the song so so in 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 this non-fleshed out and less specific advice giving it might be that you're just like i don't know you're sitting at your desk writing an essay and don't forget to keep both hands in the wheel up here is on no, your hands no i i i think what happened here If somebody got, like, on their arm or something, I heart my mom. Mm. Or actually, let's do it for comedy and say they they got it on, like, the side, like, their rib cage. I heart my mom on their rib cage. (laughs) Why? Um, That sounds painful. I don't know. They're... Whatever. It doesn't matter. They get I heart my mom on, on, like, the side of their... Like, right underneath their rib cage, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, stomach area. Um, and one day, they're, like, at the beach or something. Um, and they're, like, going out in the water. And their friend looks at them and says, like, I thought you got an I love my mom tattoo. Why does your tattoo... S-? Or maybe they didn't know what it was. But they say, like, why does your tattoo say, don't go out too far in the ocean, take a buddy with you, never turn your back on the ocean, something like that. Like a full paragraph of advice. Well, I was throwing out ideas. It says something like that. 
and they're like, whoa, I didn't get that tattooed on me. I got I love my mom tattooed on me. Or maybe they got their mom's name or something. Yeah, like I feel that. like, like I, I love my I mom know. as a tattoo is a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> they got their mom's name. You know, we're workshopping. Um, they get their mom's name tattooed on their, their uh, like, someplace that wouldn't be able to be seen easily. Mm-hmm. So they then they realize that, like, advice from their mom can show up there. And then... Um, they're like, this is really cool. I wonder if this happens in other situations. And then, I don't know, like, cut to they're at a job interview in the bathroom before, and they're nervous, and they, like, pull up their shirt and are like, is there advice from my mom? Oh. Um, See, I, and I, I, I was thinking that sounds, that, sorry, what? That sounds, like, it's, it's like this balance of humor, but then there could also be some sort of aspect of, like, their mom just... Uh, passed away, and that's why they got their mom's name tattooed. Oh, on that's them. Oh, why are you making so it now sad? It's like, <laughs> now it's like sentimental. You're making it sad. Why are you making it sad? Anyway, I think this <laughs> might be my unwritten book. So I, I see. I thought you were. Go- I this this is how different we are. I thought you were going in a different direction where this person has a job interview, so they're wearing their button down, but they've cut it into a crop top so they can see their tattoo. <laughs> Like, I my mean, version isn't a book. My, my version my is, a first sketch, thought, is a sketch. My first thought, to be fair, was they're in their job interview and suddenly they get very nervous and they're like, I have no idea how to answer this question. So they, like, lift up their shirt and immediately they're the like boss guy interviewing them is like uh you're out you can't you can't just lift up your shirt in the middle of an interview what are you doing yeah i mean i think i think better than that is to show up to the interview with the cropped button down i do Mm -hmm. think that that with like you know it's like it's cropped and like the tie is also cut (laughs) or they they're like they like wear a dress to the interview and it's one of those ones that has like the holes in the side. Oh, those are weird. Like I don't think they're always weird, but I haven't I haven't seen one where I'm like that looks comfortable. Fair. Just because um, like the fabric isn't. It, I don't know. Maybe it is comfortable. You know, honestly, I have never I've never given it a try. Maybe I should. It all depends on what type of clothes you like. Um. I like to wear and how much skin you're okay with showing. Yeah, I like wearing long sleeve shirts and long trousers. <laughs> yeah, so maybe a dress with holes in the side is not for you. No, no, I don't like but. the feeling of like, um, like I don't like the feeling of the the dress, the skirt part of the dress. I don't like mm. it. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I we're not very on topic, but we analyzed it. We did. And now it's time for we us to talk about- We also came up with the short story collection. Yeah, now now it's so. time for us to talk about other things, and I'm just going to briefly talk about flags. Yeah. Uh, today I'm talking about flags. Uh, very briefly, uh, the flag I'm talking about is the Jolly Roger, which is mm-hmm. the uh, most commonly associated with pil- pirates. I actually don't know that it's associated with anything but pirates. Um it is the classic <laughs> skull and crossbones with the on a usually now we see this often on a black uh, background with a skull and two bones in a cross shape underneath. Um, it dates back to the 1720s 
when it was most popular, but before the 1720s, it it like appeared, the symbol appeared earlier than that. Um, potentially as early as like the 1680s and 1670s. And I'm sure that the symbol was other places before it was more on flags, but some of the ways, they, they sort of think that it probably ties back to um, the Muslim Black Standard which is the name of a flag that is all black and it was flown uh in it was flown on pirate ships in northern africa um and yes i i don't know that much about it specifically but what i do know that is interesting is that the jolly roger is more of like a general name for pirate flags and historically pirates would sort of customize their flags like there was the traditional skull and crossbones but all sorts of pirates had like other skeletons on their flags or like swords or you know kind of variations or like it seems nude women on some of them that I'm I'm mm-hmm. looking at this array of Jolly Roger flags. Um, some of them are in different colors with red, and I believe some flags were kind of in like a blood red as a sort of like um, you know don't don't mess with us kind of symbol. I'm not being the best or most descriptive at this moment, but it is largely varied. The most the most popular symbol though was flown on ships um the that skull and crossbones but there are also all sorts of sort of like personalized flags that specific pirates would fly on their ships and uh yeah that's kind of all i have to say I, I i was inspired to talk about this because i have friends that are really into our flag means death but i haven't seen it yet so <laughs> which is a pirate show I mean, the name is kind of relevant, yeah. I guess. Yeah, flags. Um, yeah. Knitting? Cool. Yes, um, believe it or not, I did knit uh, while I was gone. Um, not as much as I would have in another, in a different eight-month period. Because I had limited resources and limited space of things I wanted to take back with me. Um, Early on in my time abroad, well, I finished a hat that I had been working on before. uh, And then I made a little matching hat and scarf set because I got some cool yarn. Um, And the hat doesn't fit my head very well, but Mm. it's okay. Um, because the scarf is nice. Um, and they match, so they look nice. Uh, and then I didn't knit for quite a long period of time. Um, because I had low motivation to do so. And yeah, not as much time as I would have otherwise had. Um... And I didn't really feel like going out and getting new yarn for a project or using up all my yarn or whatever. But um, I eventually ended up making a couple of cat scarves that I gave to this lady I cat sat for. Um, And then 
I also made a like human-sized scarf that I just finished actually when we called to catch up. Um, it's like blue and green striped, but then it also has like this like pinkish purplish, uh, uh, more like fancy yarn and smaller stripes. Um, it's kind of a short scarf, but it's okay. Um, it was like a use up the yarn I have type of project. Have you done cat scarves? Um, I made a couple cat scarves, I said, for, um, and then I ended up giving them to a lady I cat's hat for. Oh, did you already say this and I just totally blanked while you were giving like a, a list of different knitting projects? Probably, because I said it exactly like that. Um, okay. It's okay, though. I'm sorry. Um, you, you started- My other you recent- s- Yeah. <laughs> My other recent project that I've I just um, started and completed since I've been back is um, a, a lanyard. So uh, last fall I had a lanyard for my like room key and stuff, um, and I guess I just like left it in Portland, um, and so I don't have that now. And I was like, I was using actually just like a little like bracelet size piece of yarn that I tied around my key um and I was like that's not very fun though like it it, it's it works but it's not fun so I um knit a little lanyard and it's with these this cotton yarn that um is white light blue purple like a lavender type of purple and a dark blue um so it's like striped and um it's it's nice. Um, yeah. That's my knitting. Very um, cool. I apologize for not, like, picking up on all of the things. You have a lot of different okay. things. I, to be fair, I also was half paying attention while you were talking. Because <laughs> That's okay. it's uh, past 11 yeah. from where I am. And also, I was uh, looking up the uh, songwriters for the song. I was, Um, while you were talking, I was zoning off reading our format of pod document. (laughs) I did a little bit of that, I was just looking at it. I I was just reading it in my head. I was also thinking, (laughs) there's one of the songwriters, I was like, how do I say your name? Because, like... It's like I see a French word in, and do I pronounce that like a French word, or do I pronounce it like? I think you should pronounce all of the words like French words. Okay. You should pronounce all of their names in in the most French. I read everything in a French accent. Okay. Okay. Wait. So today we got lost in the lyrics of "Unwritten." We learned that it's about a book, but that book is now your roommate, who is also kind of also your mom, maybe. And procrastination. Maybe. Merci to... Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Natasha Bedinfield and Danielle Brisbois and Wayne Rodriguez. There you go. French accent. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> for should I do a French accent? To- no, no. Uh, Natasha Benningfield for for singing it. I'm I'm back to to normal. So I, I shouldn't try do and do a French accent. I shouldn't try and say 
this podcast no. was edited and produced by Claire and Elliot in a French accent. No, but the opening and closing music is by Elliot, and I'm usually the one who you interact with on social media. See, I don't even know what a French accent sounds like, and I don't know if I should, like, offend No, French. if you don't know what it sounds like, don't do it. I, I All I can think of is, like... No, I see... That's just all, like, vaguely European to me, because I don't know that many people yeah. who have European... Any European accents, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, French, they, German. they do sound similar if you don't, if you aren't listening for specific, um, like, consonants that they can't say. Right, yeah, if you're not look, listening for, like, the, if you're, or specific if you're or either a, a silly American person that's not met very many people, and also if you're not listening to, like, the nuances of how their language affects the way they then would speak English. Yeah. So. Yep. Anyway, if you have any questions... Or you would like to suggest a song for us to analyze in the future, then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LITLpod or email us Oh my gosh. Email us at lostinthelyrics.pod at gmail.com Thank you to all of our listeners for your support and enthusiasm. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the pod and that you join us next time to get Lost Lost in the the lyrics. Lyrics. Have a dandy day.